Welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Anthony. Thank you all for joining us today. As always, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Mr. Daniel. Hello there. And Mr. Shea. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, yeah. I mean, it's a happy Valentine's Day or day before Valentine's Day when we're recording this. Uh, But doing well. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, happy pre-Valentine's Day, and uh, hope you all are getting the love you need. You know, and I'm just just chilling, sitting here with talking to my my two Valentines. You know, oh. you guys. Oh, thank you. I choo choo choose you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is this a train podcast? I don't understand. Oh, okay, it's, it's a Simpsons reference. Okay, I can't here. believe it's already Valentine's Day. I just rem- I, I literally remember the last time we recorded around this time, and it was, you know, I was driving to your your house, Daniel, and we were getting ready to record. Uh, I, for- I forgot what I think it was a review or or something, but man, a year has gone by so quickly. Oh my god, it, it really has. Yeah, so we were we were together last. Uh, my goodness, we were together on the seventeenth when the episode came out. So I think we were together the fifteenth. And we were going to be recording. We were recording talking about like the Batman suit reveal, and we were pitching our own video game movies. And oh, wow, um, yeah, you know, we were also talking about Parasite winning Best Picture. So it's like, what? What did that was the last time the the the, the world felt normal? I think mm-hmm. it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. As always, you can catch a new episode of the Movie Podcast every Monday across your favorite all your favorite podcast services. If you want to be part of the show and give us your comments, suggestions, and corrections, head over to at the movie podcast on Instagram and Twitter and write into the show. The movie podcast is on a mission to hit 200 Apple podcast reviews before September. So please head over to our show page on Apple podcasts. So many of you have already have given us that, that thank you, and we can't thank you enough. Yes, please. That's that's awesome. That's, that's we're really working hard trying to trying to get to two hundred. Right now, we're sitting at one hundred and eleven. So we we were realistically trying to hit a hundred before our hundredth episode. So you guys has you put us past that by far. So we're hoping to keep the keep the train rolling. You know. Mm-hmm. And you can also check out our reviews. We've just posted a, a new WandaVision review. So episode six is out. We have Judas and the Black Messiah, Malcolm and Marie, The Little Sings, Sundance 2021 movie reviews are all available as well on our movie podcast feed. Um, our reviews of I Care A Lot and No Man Land are also coming out this week. So stay tuned for those. And... We have some other news. We are going to South by Southwest. South by Southwest, right? I'm going to kick it off to Daniel to tell us more. Yes. So like Anthony said, we'll be at the South by Southwest uh, Festival in March. Uh, So there's a lot of films that we're going to be covering there. Um, They just announced a lot of the films that are going to be premiering this week. And there's also other things that go on at South by Southwest. So it's not just films. There's a lot of other like occurrences happening. So we'll be covering a lot of it here on our feed. Also, that week uh, of March, I'm looking at it. It's going to be an insane week. So South by Southwest starts like the week of the 14th of March. And literally, we'll have that happening. We'll have the first episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier dropping that week as well, too. And we're going to be having the Snyder Cut releasing and Amazon Prime's Invincible series starts that week. So it is just – March is just coming with the heat. It's going to be a busy time. It's going to be on fire. Cool. So why don't we head over to the news? I don't know how many I did, oh, I... and I'm not sure if you guys did as many as I did. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot that happened was... there. It's always that game of, okay, who's going to go first? And then once the other person starts, it's going to be too late. But, you know, <laughs> right. this, this, is, this is how we do it, you know? This yeah. is how we do it under hopefully, lockdown. Hopefully, the next time we record, we can be together. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, first order of business, and this is huge news, The Last of Us HBO series casts Pedro Pascal as Joel and Game of Thrones breakout Bella Ramsey as Ellie. And this is coming from Joe Otterson of Variety. The upcoming The Last of Us series adaptation at HBO has cast Pedro Pascal as Joel and Bella Ramsey in the role of Ellie. Variety has confirmed. Pascal has seen great success as the star of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. He also recently appeared as the villainous Maxwell Lord in Wonder Woman 1984. Ramsey is best known for her role as Liana Mormont in fellow HBO series Game of Thrones. Chernobyl creator Craig Manzin is attached to write and executive produce the series, along with series creator and Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann. So this is the news we've been waiting for. We thought we were going to see some news um, at the uh, the press event that happened in, I believe it was August or July. It was at the Warner Brothers um, DC fandom type of thing. Um, but how do you guys feel? Well, I'm going to start off with Daniel. Daniel, how do you feel with Pedro Pascal being cast as Joel and Bella Ramsey as Ellie? You know, it's... Uh, I, it was a roller coaster of emotions that on Thursday when this news dropped, or was it Wednesday when this news dropped? Because it just felt like everything was happening that day. There was so many, there was so much news dropping that day. Yeah, it was Wednesday, um, and you know, like we first kind of a glimpse of like, oh, is Mahershala Ali going to play Joel? And that was kind of the rumor all day until they they kind of said, hey, you know, and then our boy Boris Kid came out and said, no, it's just. Uh, Bella Ramsey as Ellie and we're deconfirming Mahershala because he just was offered. He didn't officially sign anything. And then later on, we got that uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be Joel, which I think is amazing. I think he's going to do such an amazing job in this role because he could, I think he could go to those dark places and I, it's going to be awesome, man. Like this is, this is a great cast. I know people um, had their own fan casts happening, but like when you see this, I mean, you can't judge until you actually see them in those characters and make you get to see them make it their own. So I, I can't wait for that. This is awesome. What about you, Shay? Yeah, this is um, this is such good news. I'm so excited by this. Uh, hearing when it was initially going to be Mahershala, again, I was excited then. Knowing that now that it's Pedro Pascal, I'm I'm totally on board. I don't know too much about Bella Ramsey. I mean, obviously, I haven't watched uh, Game of Thrones, but people that have watched game of thrones have been telling me like this is an exciting revelation to have her on this show so i'm very pumped for that and the fact that neil Druckmann's involved i this is going to be great to be a great experience now what do you expect uh with craig manson writing do you expect the story to be very similar to what we've played in the games and what we've seen in the video games or do you think they'll go a different route with these characters i think there's gonna no go ahead sorry I was just going to say, I think no. there's going to be definitely, um, you know, following the script of the game. And then I think we, we might see some development here or there that we might not have gotten elsewhere. The game, if you play it through, is about 13 to 14 hours. And a lot of that is just walking and, you know, scavenging and things like that. So and, and, and fighting infected and fighting infected. So they can use a lot of those moments to build up, you know, character development and and maybe explore other things. I wouldn't be surprised if it started off a bit earlier in uh, the infection period and maybe when everything kind of went down. So, I mean, the game starts off before everything happens. So I wouldn't be surprised if it started off a little earlier, but we'll just have to see. What about you? I think for myself. Yeah. I think for myself as well, like just like what Chase said, I'd love to see some of the side characters that we mean the game, like Henry and Sam and Tess, you know, I think those characters could almost get their own episodes to, um, to really catch us up on and flesh out their characters um, just because we know them from the games. We love them from the games, but um, I could easily see like a Henry and Sam episode being just like a standalone, almost bottled episode where it's mm-hmm. like you see them before leading up, like maybe like at the end of episode four, for example, 
Joel and Ellie meet them at the very end of the episode. And then the next episode starts and it's, it takes place before all that, but it's Henry and Sam mm-hmm. going through everything. Mm-hmm. So like you could, you could easily see like how they, they do that a lot with different stories and you know, like the walking dead comes to mind or game of Thrones or even stuff like um, mythic quest. We'll do stuff uh, like episodes where it's just like, let's do a self-contained episode to really flesh out this world. And I, I think they're going to do a great job. This is in great hands. And it makes me so excited when I see, uh, Naughty Dog tweeting about this and Neil Druckmann tweeting about this because I feel like with Uncharted, there's always been like a little bit of a disconnect where this is more of a studio movie where the Last of Us HBO series feels like a labor of love um, from Naughty Dog and HBO working together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really dope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't wait. I can't I can't wait for them to like finally put it out so we can watch it. Moving on to our second news story, Lucasfilm calls Gina Carano's social media posts abhorrent. Actress no longer employed by Mandalorian Studios. And this is coming from Anthony D'Alessandro of Deadline. In the wake of Gina Carano's controversial social media posts, Lucasfilm has released a statement Wednesday night with a spokesperson saying Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their culture and religious identities are are apparent and unacceptable. Carano played bounty hunter Cara Dune on the first two seasons of Lucasfilms and Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. And it looked like we'd be seeing more of her, but appears not. We'll start off with you, Shay. How do you feel about Gina Carano being completely removed from the star Wars universe. Uh, you know what? Um, when you're, when you're the face of something that is so gigantic, um, like star Wars and, you know, children look up to you and people look up to you. You have to be very careful about how you present yourself. And, you know, a lot of people have done a lot of awful things in their life and they've, they've been accountable for them. They've, they've made their dues. They've, they've paid their dues, sorry. And they've been apologetic about them. You know, what, what Gina, what Gina said and, and how she presented herself, it, it wasn't the most professional. And, you know, you can have your opinion, you can have the way you feel, but when it's sometimes inciting violence on other people, you have to be you have to play it so carefully. You're the face of a company that is is Disney in Lucasfilm and, and Star Wars. These are kids watching this. If you're out there saying, "Oh, uh, you know, wearing a mask isn't important," or you're you're you know downplaying COVID in a time when we're in a pandemic, that's not the smartest idea. You're gonna get a lot of backlash, and especially if people start calling you out on it and you double down on that, you don't actually take the time to maybe reflect on what you're saying. You're going to you're going to get let go. I mean, obviously, there are awful things that Disney's done, too. But this is more coming down to the line of you're going to you're going to be out there saying all these things. Own up to them when the time comes. And honestly, for me, the biggest reason that she was let go is she was awful on the show. I I never liked her character. I don't think she was a good character at all. So to see her go, you know what? It it sucks, but you have to pay for your dues here. Mm. What about you, Daniel? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think exactly what Chase said. I think, you know, with her, when you're like nobody, I, she didn't get fired for for having beliefs or for being a mm-hmm. Republican or for being conservative. She got fired because she was saying hurtful, like and and like hurtful and things that could incite violence and are are just wrong. She like attacked and made fun of trans of trans people. Like, there's a lot of things, and if you read the Hollywood Reporter article. There's a lot of things that she said mm-hmm. that in the past that Disney was just looking for an excuse. You know, we saw at Disney Investor Day, they announced a show called, you know, um, Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic. I'm like, she was a Ranger. She was going to be probably in that. But they held off announcing her because I feel like they just knew the writing was on the wall for her. And at the end of the day, don't mess with the money. And that's what Disney is exactly doing here. They're protecting their brand from somebody who is going to be smudge it with their views. And Disney was tweeted at a lot, and I'm sure the creators were too, was saying, why do you have somebody who says this and believes this and believes that in these things that hurt people, uh, why do you have them front and center on your show? And mm-hmm. they had to do what they had to do. Again, whether you agree with it or not, like I feel like Disney's hands were tied here. Like They had to do it. 
You know, like there was there was no either way. Like they couldn't keeping her on. I think was more damaging than taking her off. Mm-hmm. You know, like th- and I think that's they had to do what they had to do in this point and. I think Gina, like herself, like again, like what Chase said, I think the biggest crime she's committed is her awful acting. Uh, again, not to make light of what she said because it's it's obviously awful, but like mm-hmm. just to to joke about her, like she's an awful actress, and I'm surprised that she has done and been part of the franchises that she has been. Uh, but obviously, you know, she good for her. She has the hustle to do it. But again, she was always the worst parts of the Mandalorian, so I'm not going to miss this. Um, and it seems like. Uh, it, there's, there's been a backlash as well <laughs> you know and I think with her right now she's doubling down and you know <laughs> going right to Ben Shapiro and it's like cool you know what do what you do what you want to do but it doesn't mean it has to be employed and paid for by Disney so mm-hmm. moving on to more Disney news Disney plus pops to 95 million paid subscribers and this is coming from Todd's Spangler of Variety so Disney plus has Disney Plus had the wind at its back to close out 2020. The streaming service notched 94.9 million customers worldwide as of January 2nd, 2021, the company announced. That's up more than 8 million in just one month, from 86.8 million paid subscribers as of December. It is also now tops Disney's original projection of landing up to 90 million subs for Disney Plus within four years. Given the service's strong momentum in year one, Disney in December provided a dramatic upward revision on its forecast for Disney+. Plus. It now expects 230 million to 260 million total paid subscribers by September 2024. Whoa, those are crazy numbers. Um, That's a huge jump from 86.8 million in December to 90 million in January. Daniel, how do you feel about, you know, Disney's uh, progression with the subscriber rate? On honestly, like w- when we see what Disney's been able to do in the last year with Disney Plus, obviously, pandemic aside, it's it's incredible to see how the service has grown, and I, I'm just so happy that this year finally is when it's. I think it's really showing its promise. You know, the back catalog is amazing. Everybody wants to have access to Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar and all of Disney's old content. But they also want to see what's new. And I think that's what Netflix, at least for better or for worse, Netflix always has something new on the service. This is what Disney is finally coming to, uh, like, finally able to achieve now. And, you know, I think WandaVision is a big part of that. I mean, like, WandaVision has become that appointment viewing every week for people. And they want to be part of the conversation and talk about it and discuss it online and, and discuss it with their friends and family. So, like, it's cool seeing that and to see that they've grown literally another huge amount just from the last investor day in December. Like that's insane. And it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome to see. Honestly, it's only going to be better for us because this is only going to allow Disney to uh, do more shows and more movies and stuff like that for us. So good stuff. Yeah. I suspect it was WandaVision that really bumped up those numbers because it did come out right before, well, right at the beginning of January. So it seems like Wanda, like the Marvel cinematic universe really pushed those 8 million uh, for that month. And we'll see what happens because this month we have star coming out for this Disney yeah. plus subscribers. And that's going to 10 days a, from this recording. Yeah. And that's going to bring a huge amount of uh, people who love all the other content Disney has access to. So all that rated R stuff, aliens, Deadpool and such, so on. They'll be able to watch that on Disney plus as well. But what about you, Shay? How do you feel about the numbers? Man, this is uh, it, it's funny because they announced these numbers right around the time of the whole Gina Carano, uh, <laughs> you know, hashtag cancel Disney. Yeah, plus. like right around that you time. Know, so I'm gonna say Gina Carano was the reason why those numbers went up. Oh yeah, but it, it was an investor call that day too. To it be was, fair, it was. But no, it, totally it was, was just great timing. It was, <laughs> it was great, great timing. timing. It's poetic. It, it was great to see because you're seeing, you know, people. I, I saw people post like, "Oh, I'm canceling my Disney Plus subscription," and I was like, "Wow." Over Gina Carano, that's that's bold statement. I guess you know you really dug her acting. Tell me what's your favorite Gina Carano film? Um, and you know I'm glad to see that uh, 95 million paid subscribers are out there now. This is insane in my opinion. They're they're only halfway towards where you know Netflix is sitting at, and yeah. Netflix has had a huge leg up on them. So this is just the power of Disney. You really 
you really can't knock them down. Do you think um, they'll hit 260 million before 2024? Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's possible. I mean, look at this year with the MCU. I mean, like every week this in 2021, we have MCU content pretty much. With um, We're going from WandaVision, right to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right to What If, right to Loki, right to Miss Marvel, right to Hawkeye, and, and have movies in between. Like That alone is going to sustain the base, and it's going to make it grow. And th- not to mention all the Pixar stuff, all the films from the theaters that are going to be added – all of the um, Star Wars shows that are going to be adding, like they're, I think Disney's going to either like meet Netflix or surpass it. I mm-hmm. think before the twenty twenty four. Netflix mm-hmm. also just came out at, a, I'm sorry, I mean uh, Disney Plus came out at a great price. It came out swinging with a really good deal, and they constantly have deals too. A lot of people I remember in the states were signing up for two or three year plans. So three that, years, yeah, yeah, something that we didn't have access to here. But even right now, I'm seeing on social media, it'll still say sign up now before February 28th uh, or 23rd, and you'll get uh, uh, Disney Plus full year for eighty three dollars. And it's like, yeah, sure, why not? Like eighty three bucks. That's two Disney movies to buy. So might as well just uh, be the Disney Plus subscriber at that point. Mm-hmm. With this news, with this huge like subscriber base that they've, they've accumulated in such a short span of time, and with theaters still in limbo um, with theatrical release dates, do you think Disney still, still has that, um, that, 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 uh, what is it called? The, um, the like the mindset, or like to put no the um, the uh, when what they did with Mulan. What's oh, the premiere access. Premiere access. Do you think they continue doing premiere access for the rest of the year? Yes. Yeah. Because of this, because of these numbers being so high. I think they do. I mean, like with with movies, like Disney already said that with their with their plan right now for films and for shows, they're going to make content and then decide afterwards: is this going to go theater or is this going to go Disney Plus? And I think this year, with so many films they have slated for for theaters, I think they're going to maybe rely on Premiere Access, whether or not they use it for Marvel stuff. That we'll see. But uh, they're going to use it because obviously they want more money. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business and they're going to try and get as much money as they can, right? They're going to do it until they can't get away with it anymore. That's that's how businesses operate pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I'm surprised Soul of all movies was just on Disney Plus and not Premiere Access. But a movie like Raya uh, and the Last Dragon is Premiere Access. So I'm just curious to see wh- how they pick and choose. But at the end of the day, if it's – bringing content to people at home to watch regardless of how it's given to us we have a choice to watch it on our home or watch it in a theater if it's safe to do so or if any theaters are open around you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool let's move on to some more news donald glover and phoebe waller bridge team up for mr and mrs smith a series at amazon and this is coming from leslie goldberg the THR, the Atlanta and Fleabag duel will create and star in the series based on the 2005 movie of the same name. Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are uniting for an Amazon series, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The Atlanta star teased the series coming to Amazon in 2022 on his Instagram story Friday. The project, a reboot of the 2005 New Regency film starring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie has quite quietly been in the works for months and stems from the Fleabag creator's overall deal with Amazon. The original Mr. and Mrs. Smith grossed $487 million worldwide when it was released in 2005. Shay, how do you feel about Mr. and Mrs. Smith's re- remake or reimagining with Donald Glover and it's- Phoebe Waller-Bridge? This is it's like really weird timing because I I was just the other day watching Mr. And Mrs. Smith. I didn't finish it, but I got about halfway through, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is a fun film. Like I didn't think too much of it. You know, fast forward to the other day, I'm 
you know, going through Instagram and I see Donald Glover's posted and I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. He never posts. And in typical Donald Glover fashion, it has absolutely no fanfare at all. It's just text written. And I, and I don't even know what to make of it. It's just like Mr. And Mrs. Smith, you know, with um, the actress's name. I'm already forgetting her. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, sorry. Um, and then it just says, yeah, Amazon in 2022. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, is this like an album he's dropping or what is this? Because <laughs> it's so random. It, it had absolutely zero fanfare to it. But obviously, again, typical Don Glover fashion, it catches traction. People are talking about it now. So – I I'm excited for it. I love it when when DG acts, and that's what I call him. Uh, and I love it when he sings. So I'm here for whatever he does. Uh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be very interesting. Uh, Mr. Mrs. Smith is is a really cool and fun concept. And I, you know, Doug Lehman, uh, the director of the original, I think he did a he did a pretty good job with that film. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens with this overall. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see. Um you know, like that the first the Mr. And Mrs. Smith made almost five hundred million dollars for like a romantic comedy action film, right? Mm-hmm. Like th- like that's a lot of that's a lot of money for that time. And that's also peak tabloid time for oh yeah. You know, when when Brad Brangelina when Brangelina and Jennifer Aniston and Brad broke up and like apparently it was this movie that 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 kind of caused that to happen. So it's like that's like it, it's just interesting seeing like this. Oh, it's such a it's such a movie of its time mm. in that aspect, right? And like for it to make almost five hundred million dollars, that's more than what's um that's more than what Batman Begins made in two thousand five. You know, like mm-hmm. that's like uh, that's crazy to think that like this film did that. And I think a lot of that was also tied just to the the media hype around there i'm really curious to see like the chemistry of donald glover and phoebe waller bridge together like i like them individually but i'm curious am i going to like them together so that we'll see next year well yeah when they said uh uniting again so i guess they start together in solo which would be their right that was was a series that they which they technically had a relationship in that movie too right so maybe um Maybe that's, you know, the chemistry there is going to progress through here. And yeah, you're right, Dale. Mr. and Mrs. Smith was one of those phenomenons. But again, it was Brad Pitt and Angelina at their peak, you know, Angelina being right. huge at that time. And then the scandal that uh, that led to the eventual breakup and then the, the marrying of Angelina Jolie. So yeah, this is a scandal huge- drive sales, you know, yeah. it's a scandal drive sales. So yeah, looking forward to this. Um, in and it's a series, which is interesting, not a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, Donald Glover will have some sort of say in in the writing and all that, and the style that we all like from Atlanta. So he'll bring his creative uh, juices to this new rendition. I don't like that you said on. that. Huh? I don't like that you said juices. It was too much. Oh, juices. Yeah. What, like what, what? What else would you want me to say? Well, like, what would you want me to substitute? <laughs> I don't know. I think his, just, uh, his creative flourish. His <laughs> creative flourish. And Fee, I mean, I mean, Phoebe too. Obviously, with Fleabag, Fleabag yes. took to work yeah. by storm too. So, um, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they're writing the series together. Moving on to some quick updates. Jack Black joins Kate Blanchett in Borderlands movie, and this is coming from Etten Blessing of THR. Jack Black has joined. Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart, and Kate Blanchett in the future adaptation of the video game's Borderlands. Eli Roth is directing Borderlands from a script by Emmy-winning Chernobyl creator Craig Manson. This is a crazy cast. I'm sorry. Like, Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, especially Kate Blanchett being in a video game movie yeah. directed by Eli Roth and <laughs> written by Craig Manson. It's like some weird stuff happening. This weird shit has yeah. kind of brought all these people together. My, my only like, uh, my only fear about this one is just one name and it's Eli Roth. That's it's it. Eli Roth, man. It's Eli Roth. That's He does not have the best track record. No. For, I think that's easy to say and it's uh, it's going to be interesting seeing what this is going to be when it comes out. Yeah, this is. I mean, I've never played Borderlands. Um, I've seen Borderlands being played. You know, I've, I've, my friends love playing it, but it wasn't for me. But this is like, I don't know. Is this Eli Roth's wheelhouse? I don't think it is, but let's see what he does with it, man. He gets he gets carried away sometimes with his movies. That's the only thing. Seeing Craig Mazin attached to it is awesome, um, and the, I guess the the cast list. But 
Sure, Eli Roth, I guess. Yeah, why not? It's 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 it, it's interesting too because like in 2018 he did Death Wish and he did A House with a Clock in Its Walls, mm-hmm. both in the same year, and those are very different movies. I have no idea what to expect from this movie. So what is but Border- again, it, Borderlands about? Is it like a dystopian type of video game? Borderlands is like it's 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 like a, a looter shooter you know like you're just kind of like in the in the wasteland just it's like almost has like western like sci-fi elements to it and like you're just kind of out there shooting people ranking up making crazy weapons and guns and and you know that's that's it like obviously like if you're a fan of the of the games um i think a lot of it comes from like the game that you make it like yourself you know but um it's interesting, honestly. Like, I don't have so too much experience with the games. I've I've only dabbled in it, like on PS uh, Vita of all things, wow. not even on consoles. But uh, you know, I, I hope it's good. Again, it's a video game movie, and it's it's a toss up. You know, like I don't, I, I you never know what you're going to get with them. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to some Captain Marvel two news. Zowie Ashton tapped to play villain in Marvel sequel this is coming from justin kroll of deadline so uh we finally have our villain we don't know who she's going to be playing but uh that's a huge uh huge casting we have true lies reboot coming from james cameron in the works as cbs so i think they just greenlit the um the pilot and this is coming from leslie goldberg of thr and john travolta and nicholas cage's 1997 action classic face-off to get a direct sequel. And this is coming from Nicholas Rice of People. Now, we have a fond connection to Face Off. How do you guys feel about Face Off the sequel? I'm I'm pumped. Uh, you know what? Face Off was one of those films that was really fun as a kid. I used to watch it all the time. It's a little long now when I watched it recently, but uh it's it's still stupid fun, and you know it's it's got the typical John Woo fashion. I'm curious how that's going to translate to today, and if you're having a new director kind of come on, is he going to embody John Woo's flair and style, or is it going to be kind of his own thing? Are we going to see, you know, John Travolta return or or Nicolas Cage return in some capacity? Who knows what 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 can happen. Uh, I'm curious. It, it's a weird thing to make a sequel for a film from from that long ago. But uh, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like this film's going to be—it's going to be twenty-five years prob- by the time this movie comes out. Yeah, twenty-five years past like the first film, um, which is wild to think. But like, Face Off has always felt like a one-off type film. Like, you don't need a sequel to it. And I could easily see him, like whoever they cast in this, be like, okay, now you have to. Um, we put. Nicolas Cage or John Travolta or whoever inside your body and now you have to act like them so like I could see them going down that route if they can't get Cage or Travolta to come back but we'll see we'll see we will see with our faces off (laughs) let's move on to trailers 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 Trailers. Trailers. a couple couple extra harmonies in there so we had couple of trailers uh, a couple of huge ones that premiered during uh super bowl but uh, let's talk about some of these trailers we got falcon and the winter soldier sonic 2 teaser f9 happily and Zack snyder's justice league let's start off with falcon and the winter soldier so we've we got the trailer we got a teaser on super bowl sunday and kind of directed us to go to their twitter page to to watch the full thing but it was a two-minute trailer of bucky and falcon doing their thing we got to see more of the storyline uh baron zemo was in it daniel brule what do you guys uh think of the trailer and and just the chemistry or where this this uh this show is going to be going start off with you daniel uh it looks great honestly i i think a lot of the times with like Super Bowl trailers, they really up the advertising for like the verses, like to really play with the against like against like the teams playing against each other. So they this trailer is very much like Bucky and Falcon, uh, sort of like B- Bucky and Sam, sorry, like kind of going at it with one another, almost like like 
a Hobbs and Shaw kind of way, but they're working together. Um, and they kind of play on that, like, oh, like they're they're teammates, but they're also um, they're not like again, like making fun of one another or just kind of like always like ribbing on one another. So you you see that in the in the um, in the trailer, and it looks great. Honestly, it looks like a movie, and and that's the thing that I, I'm loving so much with these these Marvel shows is that they look like their films, so it never feels like it's a step below. And that's always been my thing with the Marvel shows before with Agents of Shields. Always felt like a, a network's tv show and the netflix um the netflix shows yeah they were they were they had good effects and stuff but they always felt like tv shows they never felt like they were part of the, they didn't have that same visual language as the movies and now that's not the case this feels like it's straight out of a of a movie and i and i and i'm really excited to see that and the locations and a lot of these actors come back too it's it's gonna be awesome i think what about you shay yeah, uh, same here. It, it looks really, really cool. Gave me a lot of like uh, Jason Bourne vibes, even some Fast and Furious vibes in like the good way. Uh, so I'm excited. I you know, I love these characters, and if WandaVision has shown anything, the MCU in TV form is just as amazing, if not even more amazing than the movies sometimes. So I'm all I'm all on board. And it's cool. We're seeing um, we're seeing the city of like Madripoor, which is like a fictional city in in Asia. That's like from the Marvel comics, which is again, it's a it's a city that has a lot of ties to other big Marvel characters like Wolverine and mutants and things like that. So um, we're getting it introduced in this show, but I think it's only going to have a bigger kind of prevalence in the films and shows going forward too. Mm. Now that we're establishing more of these fictional. Um, uh, these characters, I just can't wait to see like um, where Doctor Doom is from. Is it Lat- uh, Latveria? Latveria. You know, yeah. like I can't, I can't wait to hear that just that name drop of Latveria to see and just know like, damn, the Fantastic Four is coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's so many rumors right now in, in the on the internet regarding the Fantastic Four if they if they're going to show up in Wonder Woman in some former capacity. Oh, or WandaVision. Wanda, WandaVision. Sorry, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Not a Wonder Wanda- Woman. <laughs> no. WandaVision in some <laughs> capacity. Uh, where do you see Winter Soldier and Falcon after this? I know it's a, it's a pretty ambitious question, but where like where do you want them to to appear, or where do you want them to go? Because this is a this is a standalone series. After this, there's nothing else. Um, I, I, you know, I just you know, I just think that their characters are they're ones that could appear anywhere. So like, I want to see them in secret wars or secret invasion and, or sorry, armor wars and secret invasion. I could see them transitioning between, you know, film and TV pretty easily um, with, uh, with their characters and whatever comes next. Like I'm just excited to see it. Cause again, we're in a spot right now where it just feels like, you know, we're, we're, we're picking up a new comic every week and we're just seeing, Oh, who could show up in this issue? Um, which mm-hmm. is a really high production value. It's awesome. It's a really great time to be a Marvel fan. Cool. Um, Sonic teaser two. Sonic two teaser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but what did it just just the name reveal? Was that all it was? That's it. That's, yeah. all, yeah, okay. that's all it was, man. It's <laughs> all it was. F nine was probably the same trailer they played at last Super Bowl. From the looks <laughs> of it, um, but hopefully it comes out this this year and we can watch uh some cars racing but how do you guys feel about it it's, it's fast and furious you know, it's fast and the furious i don't know why vin diesel looked like he was cg for a second like when he when this the first shot of him you're just like oh okay vin he looks a little smooth yeah he looked a little off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they aged him for no reason yeah, they probably did yeah, it's possible we also got the trailer for happily which is uh john uh joel McHale's film um looks like a romantic murder mystery not murder mystery but murder thriller thriller type of storyline uh how did you guys feel about that trailer yeah i thought it was uh it was neat um you know the the cast isn't really they're not pulling me in all the way and it it looks like it's going to be just a fun time. So I I think it's maybe one that when it reaches a a streaming service, I'll maybe I'll put on one day and just kind of be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a huge uh, Joel McHale fan. Um, But again, like it's an interesting concept. It just, it just felt like 
oh, let's just get together with some of our LA friends and make a movie this weekend kind of vibe. So I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see when it comes out. It feels like a very, you know, pandemic, like a movie that was made during the pandemic. It was a pandemic movie for a sure. Pandemic movie, you know, like those is just in a, it looks like it's taking place in one spot type of thing. Let's get into Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer. What'd you guys think? Start off with you, Daniel. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, my biggest thing with this trailer is like, I've been so stoked to actually see it. And I was like, man, is, is that going to drop like a four minute trailer on us? Like the movie's four hours. Are we going to get a four minute trailer? Um, and no, it was, it was a pretty normal length for a trailer. It was two and a half minutes. But um, my only thing is most of the money shots that we've been waiting for have been like given to us this week on social media through Zach. And I kind of wish that they they held back more because there were so many shots that Zach dropped that I was just like, oh my God, especially that Superman shot. Uh, but now seeing him in the trailer, I'm like, ah, there it is. But it wasn't like that holy shit moment that I was hoping for. But overall, I mean, this trailer is great. Um, the visuals look insane. I'm I'm so excited just to watch this movie and see it with my own eyes and know that it's real. Regardless of how it turns out, I'm just happy to see it. Um, and it was really cool seeing Jared Leto's Joker. Could have done without the We Live in a Society line. But other than that, I mean, the visuals were insane. It was just, it was just cool to actually see it and know that this movie is coming next month. What about you, Shay? Yeah, yeah, same as Daniel. I mean, this is hyped. I, I as a trailer as a whole, it didn't blow me away again because again, most of the shots were given to us throughout the week. But my hype level is still the same. I'm still pumped. Um, it's nice to hear uh, Jared Leto's Joker. I'm glad he doesn't talk like he did in the Suicide Squad. Again, he only said like one line, but he wasn't <laughs> like cha cha, I'll kill you, hunka uh, hunka, Batman. Yeah, so I'm really glad he's not doing that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm pumped. Um, I just want to see more Ben Affleck as Batman. I want to see all of these characters finally together properly the way they were intended. Um, yeah, it was a shorter trailer than I expected, though, for a four hour long film. I thought it would be a three minute trailer or something. But right. 227. I was like, oh, OK. And I mean, we've been getting 15 second spurts throughout the week. So really, we were just missing a little bit of this this, this trailer. Yeah, I I I look at it as a pro, though. You know, with even though we're it's a four-hour movie, we're only getting two minutes out of this out of this four-hour movie. I feel like there's going to be a lot of footage that we have not seen at oh, all. Oh yeah, totally. And maybe that's Zach's way of just surprising and delighting us. He, we already watched this movie in a sense, right? We've seen this movie happen. So while I release all these hidden gems that there might be, hopefully there are. Um, in a trailer for a movie that we've already seen, in a sense. Mm, so, mm. We, you know, we 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 see a different type of Joker, which is, you know, completely different. No tattoos on the face. He has uh, – it, it looks like he's kind of working with Batman in Batman's Nightmare sequence just because of his – he has an AR in his hand and he has a SWAT jacket. <laughs> and it, it looks Who interesting. Who did you to kill, Batman? We're friends now. Um <laughs> We also saw Granny Goodness in Desaad next to Dark uh, Dark uh, Dark Side, which is interesting. Two new characters that we didn't see before, and we didn't see any character models of. So we'll see how they play into um, to the trailer. I I dug it. It's it looks more epic than what the other trailer or what the other movie even tried to uh, emote. This trailer was darker. It's it felt more cinematic. Even the opening sequence with. Superman just being murdered and dying mm. and that operatic uh, composition or composure um, just put this movie into a different limelight than we were getting from the, uh, was it 2017? 2017, yeah. You know, it's it's unapologetically Zack Snyder. Yes. And I think with this, like this is him now at his most masochistic, you know, you know, like he could do whatever he wants. Now he, he could, cause literally HBO max was like, yeah, we're green lighting this. You do what you want. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go all out for it. He, this is probably his last DC film I'm mm-hmm. assuming. So he's going to do literally whatever he wants to do. And with that also comes a mindset of if you haven't liked his iterations of 
of Batman and Superman, this isn't going to be the film that's going to change you. No, you know, I think it's it's so easy to poke fun and uh, and to dislike what he's doing and to make fun of it online and stuff. But at the end of the day, there these films do have a huge fan base, and this is going to be the last of what he's doing in his kind of trilogy. And this isn't where you're going to going to get you. I mean, if if you didn't la- love the MCU and you go into Endgame. Endgame is not going to be the movie that changes you. No. Again, I'm not saying this movie is going to be the caliber of Endgame. I'm just saying, that, like the final film isn't going to be the one that's going to make you love the the, the earlier ones. So yeah. this is this is where we are with it. And I'm just so glad we're going to be getting like Tom Holkenberg coming back or Junkie XL doing the score. Like there's so many pieces that worked great in the DCEU in the early days. The scores being one of them. I'm excited to see that uh, happen in this film too. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. If this movie does really well and, you know, it gets praised for, you know, this is the vision of Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League and it came to fruition and everyone liked it and, you know, there's still cons to it and yada, yada. Do you think DC will reevaluate their stance with the Justice League, you know, universe and, Maybe focusing on another movie with these characters in it. Multiverse, you know, 52, something that involves these, these, this cast back together again. I, I can't see it happening, but stranger things have happened. Um, honestly, I, I think we just got to wait to see what happens next. Yeah. I mean, we know, uh, uh, we know that like Ben Affleck's going to be coming back in Flash, so this is not the last time we're seeing him as Batman. So I don't know. I, I don't know if DC wants to have like three different Batman on screen at the same time with Robert Pattinson and Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. Like I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but I mean, look at Spider Man right now. There's so many different iterations of him in the limelight. I don't know. I mean, at, at this point, like of the DCEU, like. We don't know what the, the long game is. You know, we know we're getting a Flash movie. We know we're eventually going to get another Aquaman movie and Shazam and Black Adam, but they don't really seem to be playing the the universe building game. It's just more let's let's release a film and then see what we want to do next, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to see though, Anthony? Like, what are you hoping to see in in the Snyder Cut? Like, what's something that you really want to hope gets kind of Brought hope, back, or I hope to see more Batman because I felt like we we had a glimpse of him in in Batman versus Superman, and we we see a lit, we see him in Justice League, but it's I feel like he wasn't set up for success in Joss Whedon's version. I hope this really kind of shows us more of of Bruce and and more of his style and his. Uh, we're going to see a, a whole conversation with Joker. So I'm interested to see that as well. Maybe some background information on to what happened to Robin. Cause we know that, you know, Joker was murdered Robin. So, and they kind of alluded to that in Batman versus Superman, but then it just disappeared after. So I, I hope to see more Batman and um, Superman in the black suit. Like I'm interested to see how, he regenerates how he gets his suit all that stuff yeah there's a lot i mean like there's there's so again like this is a four-hour movie and the film that we got in 2017 was two hours most of the footage being joss whedon's footage Mm -hmm. so it's like what like even the trailers right now we're, we're seeing a lot of the similar footage that we've gotten with little glimpses at new footage it's like what is this movie even going to be i still don't believe it's real you know, I feel yeah. like come March, like this movie's going to come out, and they're going to be like, "Uh, we're not done. Like, it's not done yet." <laughs> you know, like it's it's like I just it doesn't feel real yet. Mm-hmm. It's the first time it's ever been. This has ever happened, right? Like the people wanted this version to come out, and people got this version to come out, and yeah, it's a first of its kind. It's in that history books of uh, of Hollywood. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. Moving on to Out This Week, we got No Man Land, I Care A Lot, and WandaVision, 
episode seven. So you can check out our reviews for Nomad Land and I Care A Lot. They will be um, on our feed sometime this week. And WandaVision episode seven, we were pretty consistent with. You should hear from us on Friday about what that episode was all about. Let's move on to what we are watching. We're going to start in the middle, down to the side, down to the right, down to the left, down to the up and down and all around. <laughs> Snakes and ladders. I'm going to start off with Daniel because he has the smallest list. Oh, well, well oh, it's not. It's, not the it's, size. You know, it's, there's, there's not about the size, man. It's about the quality. And it is everywhere. <laughs> like, hold on, Daniel. I'm looking at your list right now. You got two. You got the one. You got one movie in there twice. <laughs> yeah. Do I have yeah. one movie in there twice? <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst one of them all. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I didn't add it there. Did I add it there? Uh, yeah. So I started this week off by watching Logan. And, you know, I just was in the mood for this, especially after watching X-Men Days of Future Past last week. And Deadpool a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, man, I really feel like watching something X-Men related, but I don't want to watch any X-Men movies because everything after Days of Future Past is not good. No more. Um, so I put on Logan, and again, you're just reminded of how damn good a movie this is and how great Hugh Jackman is in, is in it, how good Patrick Stewart is not how amazing Daphne Keene is in it. Like, it's just a phenomenal cast, phenomenal performances through and through, and, you know, just – it just really made me love what they did and hate what came after it for the X-Men. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. What, what more can you say about Logan? It's, it's great. I can't believe that movie is turning four this next month. Oh, Absolutely wow. insane. Um, this week we checked out Cherry. So the three of us watched Cherry. Um, we're not. We're going to have a review for it up on the feed next week. I believe on February 25th is when our reviews are allowed to go live. If you want to see some of our social reactions, head over to the movie podcast on Twitter at the movie podcast. You could see our social media reactions there. And while you're there, you may as well follow us as well, too. Um, But you can see our social media reactions there because we are not allowed to give any type of review on it other than social media reactions. So we'll keep it for there. Uh, We checked out Minari. Uh, this week, finally, we watched Minari. Um, our review is also going to be live next week. So I believe on the 22nd, um, our review is going to be live for that. But we, uh, I think it's easy to say that, uh, like, for, for me, speaking for myself, great film. I can't wait for us to talk about it. And, of course, WandaVision. WandaVision Episode 6 is the show that keeps on giving every single week. You can listen to our full review where we talk about it for, like, 20 minutes uh, on the movie podcast feed right now. Very cool. What about you, Shay? What, what have you been watching? Yeah, uh, so I I watched Ted a few weeks ago. Uh, it had been a while. I hadn't seen it pretty much since it came out. So this time I was like, you know what? Let me give Ted 2 another shot because I don't remember liking it when I first watched it. And you know what? I had a surprisingly good time with it. Um, I think I kind of needed it. I, I, we've been watching a lot of serious movies lately, and I just needed something that was really funny and stupid. And it kind of scratched that itch for me. Uh, I carried on over to Game Night. Uh, just it's another fun film that I love watching. We have our commentary still up on our feed. So if you haven't watched Game Night and you want to watch it with us, but not us there, you can go at, to our movie podcast feed and uh, listen to us watching it with you. Then I put on the Simpsons movie. Um, I haven't seen it since the theaters as well, and I've decided to kind of go back and give it a watch. And it was okay. It's it's not the greatest. It it does some. Had does have some funny moments, but overall it's okay. WandaVision was great. And then th- this is the one that I kind of want to talk about here was, was Greenland. So this one, I think it came out in theaters last year. and It did, yes. And now it's available on Amazon Prime to watch, uh, starring uh, Gerard Butler and um, the lady from Deadpool, Monica Morena. I forgot, totally, I can't pronounce her name properly. Um this movie is uh, about the end of the world. A, a comet is coming down to destroy the Earth, and you know they have to find shelter. And I wish I liked this movie. I had a lot of people tell me that it's a lot of fun, but man, this movie was this movie was pretty rough. Like it's it's one of those movies that it's bad, but maybe you'll have some fun watching it. Maybe it's entertaining, but oh man, I like it, it's. 
it it, it didn't really seem like the end of the world. Like it, the the world seemed pretty empty for some reason. They're driving around and it's okay. Not that much looting is happening. It, you can really tell the budget was low because they wouldn't show too much of the disaster happening. It's more like implied that it's occurring. Um, and overall, it's just got these plot devices in there that really were really, really silly. But I, I, I still kind of had a good time watching it because I was like making fun of it while I was watching it. So if you're in the mood for something that's just really dumb, really silly, and you kind of want to just put it on, put on Greenland and maybe you'll have a good time with it. Maybe you won't. But at least it's something to watch. And if you have, if you have Amazon Prime, like Anthony says, you've already paid for it. Are you talking about Marine, uh, Marina Baccarin? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Marina Baccarin. Um, and then you have 27 Dresses. I've never seen that movie, but I just my girlfriend really wanted to watch what? it. <laughs> it's an interesting watch. Yeah, my girlfriend wanted to watch it. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's put it on. So, you know, Captain Heigl, we put that on. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, continuing my MCU watch with my girlfriend, we watched Doctor Strange. She loved it. And Minari, I watched. Cherry, my social media reaction is up for that as well. Minari, I can't wait to talk about that film. And I'm finally caught up on Superstore up to the last uh, episode that just came oh, out. Oh, that's what I watched too. That's what I forgot to put on my list. Superstore. I don't know why you're yelling, man, but okay. <laughs> no, because I was like, oh, damn, that's what I didn't watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I didn't list. I'll yeah. never what watch it. I'm never going to watch a Superstore, man. Because you guys watched oh. it. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, well, did, but did, did somebody ask you to watch it, though? That's, yeah, that's man. I think you did. You that's you more Superstore watch. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, bandwidth for you. <laughs> You've already paid for it, man. It's on Netflix. True, you've already paid for it though. Uh, is that it? Is that all you that, watched? That's all I watched. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Let's move on to what I've been watching. Um, that's where that's, you know our audience really cares about. That's true. I've been watching. I've finished watching The Great, starring Ella Fanning and uh, Nicholas Holt. Really good series. Was I really it great? enjoyed it. It was really great. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it won uh, best comedy or musical at the Golden Globes and any Emmys that it might be nominated for in the future. But it's it's a really, really well done show. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, you can check it out there. I put on Blade Runner 2049. It's my fourth time watching it. I was the last one to watch it out of this group and I've pretty much watched it every six months mm-hmm. just because I'm really into the cyberpunk genre and i've been playing cyberpunk 24 uh 20 cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> um and man i just i just love that world it's such an interesting world to to just visualize and see and it's so dark and the neon lights and you know blade runner itself with with the characters that are in the storyline that you got from it it's it was so interesting and I really hope one day we get another Blade Runner. I just don't think it'll be uh, in the next couple of years, but who knows? Another dystopian type of cyberpunk film or show is Snowpiercer. I've been watching that, really enjoying it. It's on um, Netflix if you guys want to watch the season. Season one and two are there. Put on Cherry. You will hear from our review about Cherry in the next couple of, in a week or so. WandaVision, I put on Black Monday. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Black Monday is, or maybe you've seen it, but it, you can't put a, a name or a face to the, to the show. It's starring Don Cheadle, and it's about a group of outsiders and the Wall Street drop. It's in, in the 80s, which was Black Monday. It's a it's a comedy drama. It's a very it's like a dark comedy, but really enjoy it. Stars uh, Don Cheadle, uh, Regina Hall, Andrew Reynolds, and Horatio Sands, Ken Marino. They're really really good chemistry. Paul Shear. And then I put on because I have access to the first episode of season two of For All Mankind, which I really 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 enjoy. Um, I really enjoyed the first season, and this season takes place, I believe, 10 years after the the last episode. So we get to see uh, where they've been, where, you know, 
astronauts have been doing and what the space program looks like at NASA. Remember, it's a different type of dimension in the sense that this is doesn't follow the same history path that our history has followed. So they've spent a lot of time on the moon and, you know, their goal now is to go to Mars. Um, and this is, it just leads to some interesting interactions. There's still the Russian threat that uh, was part of season one. It's still there in season two. But uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the characters. You, you, you see where they've been. Um, a lot of surprises. I can't wait for episode two and for me to talk more about it. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. That's awesome, man. I'm excited to get back into um, For All Mankind. Really looking forward to watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a surprise um, series for me because I didn't think I would enjoy it. Because I didn't enjoy the first couple of episodes of season one. And then I really stuck it out. And I, you know, by episode five, I really got into it. And this is the same same thing with season two. It starts off really slow, but then it drives right at the, you know, the end. So you will see um, a lot of changes that are happening uh, by the e- end of episode one. So you're like, oh, okay, this is where I'm, I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, you know, episode two and so on go more and more in with the characters. Cool. So that was the movie podcast. Reminder, we are on that mission to hit 205 star reviews on Apple Podcasts before September. So please head over to our show page on Apple Podcasts and drop that five-star rating. Give us that five-star power. And make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter for any updates, news on all our shows, as well as giveaways. And also check out our website, themoviepodcast.ca, for links to all our shows. Thank you so much for listening. That was this time with The Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next.